You need to get on Siege with me. I know. we're playing Siege again. I know. I actually, when when you texted me today and you were like, yeah, I'm just playing Siege, so just let me know when you're down to record. I was like, fuck, we gotta play Siege together soon. Like, it's been so long since we played Siege together. It's been a long, it's been probably, it's been equally as long since I've even played Siege. Yeah. You know what was funny? Uh, Yesterday, or no, two days ago, um, I, I worked yesterday and, uh, I was playing games with the boys, you know, as one does, and uh, they kept they kept getting me to play more games. Like I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna get off. And they're like, no, let's play one more. And then we played one more, and we lost. And then and you then can't end like, on that. Can't end on that exactly. So we we start playing. Right at the beginning of the round, I get two kills, and they're like, okay, if you ace, you get to go to bed after this match. I got the ace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I was just like, wow, that just happened. Fuck. So funny, dude. So funny. That was like my third ace that day. I was popping off yesterday. Damn, boy. I know. We gotta gotta get on there, man. We'll be unstoppable. Dude, last time I played, I was popping off, that's for sure. Yeah. I wish oh. we could have played against the developers. I know, that would have been so cool. We would have won that statue. But dude, I, I was poning noobs on that stage at e3 when i remember i kind of regret going to the to to the to the event even though like it was really cool Uh, just because like it would have been funny as hell like for me just pub stomp some people (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but hey you got a sick visor out of it i was really jealous of that visor that you got that cyber visor visor. is pretty cool yeah do you ever wear it no (laughs) oh you gotta wear that thing dude (laughs) no i know it's just i don't know I it's feel like somewhere. you can pull visors off really well. You think so? I think so. Alright. I'll wear it more often. We'll see. Oh man. But we'll definitely we'll definitely play some Siege. Because like I'm kinda itching to play that now yeah, that we're talking about pretty, it. Pretty, you played night? Hmm, potentially. Dude, crazy story by the way. When that night we were playing Siege, we were just we queued up with we, we had four, so and we queued up with this random. Um and she was really like she's funny as hell. So like we invited her to play with us. Um, and then after I got off, after I aced and went to bed because I was freaking tired, um, I found out later from my friends they like got to talking and uh, turns out she lives like twenty minutes from me. <laughs> oh no shit! This random person we met online just happens to live like right next to all of us. It's funny how, like, how small the gaming world is, because, like... Yeah. Or, like, just how... And, like, I understand, like, the the concern with wanting to, like... Especially, like, from, like, a parent's perspective, like, oh, like, I'm worried about my kids and, like, making friends, like, if they're playing video games all the time. But, like, I've made a ton of friends just by playing video games, like, people that I know in North Carolina or Indiana and stuff like that that I've known for, gosh, like... 10 years now just because uh, on you know one day we just ended up in the same lobby and started talking and and you know it just kind of went from there and it's it's just really cool to see uh to see that impact and how how strong the gaming community is and how, how people come together like that yeah, it's awesome you know it's kind of like it's kind of like a loner in middle school you know um i had a couple friends but like most of the time i was like playing halo 3 with like like this clan i used to have um and it wasn't like a competitive like you know they weren't like crazy competitive or anything it was more just like the thing where like hey every sundays 
we all get on into like a big lobby and we play like custom games and just like joke around and stuff. And, you know, it was cool to have that. Um, and, I, and I feel like a lot of people that don't have a lot of friends that are maybe younger, um, that aren't gamers or like aren't allowed to, you know, interact with people online like that kind of sucks. Cause you know, it's like, it's just like regular friends, but just online, you know? I get it too. Again, like you're saying, from the pair's perspective of like, oh yeah, I don't know who they're talking to, but you know, I think at a certain at a certain point, you just gotta trust that you've you've raised your kid with you know good sensibilities. You know, they know who's a good person, who isn't, and like who they should right. be around. You know, yeah. but uh, yeah, it can de- there's some really cool stuff. That can the same criteria that. applies to like if you were to like run a, you know, come into a, like come into come across a stranger <laughs> on the street or something like that and start yeah. a conversation. Except you have the the uh the benefit of mileage and not having to see each other like person to person right away and just kind of just get to know each other as people yeah well, that's awesome that's dude cool. but uh we'll we'll take that happy note and we'll 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 welcome everybody to yet another episode of twaddlecast hey uh i am randall hey i'm jc and today we're going to be talking about something that's been rumbling in the tech industry Oh, We've yeah. talked about it a lot on this podcast already, but we're going to we're going to, you know, really kind of, you know, put the nail in the coffin today because Tuesday, the 13th of October, and we're currently recording this on Sunday the 11th. This is going to go live on Monday the 12th. So tomorrow, when you, if you're listening to this today, the day the day, la, 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 the day that it comes out, tomorrow there is going to be an Apple event. And JC and I we have some theories as far as what's going to be unveiled at this Apple event on Tuesday. Uh, we'll probably be following up with it the following Monday as far as what truly uh, truly did become announced. But we've got some pretty good hunches on this stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of rumors floating around. A lot of stuff like notably absent from uh, the last announcement. iPhone being probably numero uno on that list. Um, so, I mean, we have a, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get into a lot of speculation today. That's mostly what it's going to be. Um, but, uh, yeah, we could, we're going to be pretty confident with some of our, uh, some of our guesses. <laughs> yeah. And actually, so one thing that I want to start out with, um, cause it's the way that we ended last week. Uh, you had asked me if I thought that there was going to be like a new home pod or, <laughs> some new version of HomePod or Apple speaker. And I told you no, and I told you no very confidently. <laughs> and since then, uh, there was uh, an article stating that uh, Apple ha- uh, is no longer carrying uh, third-party speakers or third-party headphones in their store. So previously, <laughs> on their online store and, and, and in their retail brick-and-mortar stores, they... Uh, had like Bose, you could buy Bose headphones, you could buy B&O, uh, you could buy third-party speakers, you could buy all sorts of uh, speakers and headphones that were made by third parties. Uh, and just a, just like a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, just before they announced that there was going to be an event on the 13th, they just took all of the uh, the third-party speakers and headphones off their shelves. And so I want to start with that, with leading this into JC and, y- and your thoughts on 
what a potential new HomePod could could look like? Well, um, there's a lot of things, you know, floating around on uh, on rumor sites about um, like a HomePod Mini, actually, which got me really excited because um, for me, the HomePod has always kind of it's always kind of occupied at least personally for me, it's always kind of occupied this like weird space um, in the tech community where, um, you know, I feel like the most of the people who are going to buy it are people who have a really good understanding of tech, of like audio equipment and they know what makes things sound good. Um, uh, like the spatial audio is a huge thing, you know, mapping out the room, knowing how to project the sound with all the different head. Uh, microphones and, and uh, tweeters and subs that are in it. Um, it's a really cool piece of technology. Like it's awesome, but um, I've always thought it was just kind of weird the space that it's in because it's marketed to like casual listeners who like, Hey Siri, play my favorite song. Maybe you just want to kind of, you know, listen to music without having to, you know, do too much and having it request things to you. Um, and, you know, to me, maybe those type of people aren't really huge into audio equipment. They're, they're not going to, you know, go in, into depth and learn all the intimate specs and how it works and all that stuff, um, which is fine. Like, that's a great market to shoot for because I feel like the majority of people listening to music don't really get too into it. They just listen to it. Nothing wrong with that at all. Right. Um, music is meant to listen to, right? Yeah. But but what was always weird to me was the pricing point. Um, it's It started at $350. And, like, you know, it was weird because... For me, the people that know the the technology, they know they're going to look into the specs and they're going to really analyze how well the speaker will um, perform. Like those people are probably audiophiles. Like they probably already have really nice headphones that they listen to music on. They probably already have a nice speaker setup. Um, and if they don't, then they know about things like studio monitors, um, which is it there's are similarly priced and you know with HomePod if you want to set up stereo sound true stereo y you want two mm -hmm. and at that point like that's the exact same price as two professional grade studio monitors um and by the way for anybody who doesn't know I'm not talking about like displays I'm talking about uh speakers um, yeah. they call studio monitors but so it was just weird to me because like the people that will really get the most out of it and really understand the technology behind it are the same people who will know enough to know that they could also get it somewhere else. And of course the Siri integration and all that stuff is, is a big, is, is a big thing for it. But, um, it's just, it's always weirdly priced to me because the people who might want it the most might not necessarily want to spend that much because there are other speakers that perform to them similarly. Um, like uh, the Bluetooth ones. And, you know, at that point, it's like, well, it's Bluetooth. I can bring it wherever I want. And the HomePod always had to be plugged in. So it, it's like, it, I feel like people just don't really want it that much. Because the people that know about it know they can get it, other stuff for the same price. And people that don't know about it are just going to settle for the cheaper speaker, not really necessarily understanding that the quality is going to be a lot better. Um, but to hear about a HomePod Mini, that sounds sweet. And to be honest, I'm on Rack Rumors right now, and I'm looking at a thumbnail for one of their uh, articles, and they're, like, holding it in their hand. It's, like, this tiny little speaker. I thought it was going to be a lot bigger. I thought it was going to be, like, kind of like um, Google Home mini size. like if I, Or not Google Home mini size, but, like, Google Home size. 
um which is surprising i mean if it's like if they're coming out with like a little mini like portable speaker that would be freaking sweet i would buy that, would that be for crazy to be fair, mm-hmm. I know that the the image that you're referring to mm-hmm. looks like a photoshopped image of just like a small HomePod, just to like drill the uh, the mini oh, yeah. version of HomePod into oh yeah definitely. into the brain. But yeah, uh, I've talked about it before. HomePod is a product that uh, like that I really love. It's an it's an Apple product that I feel is really slept on uh, in the tech community, in the Apple community, even. Because, like, even for people who are, like, really into the Apple ecosystem, a lot of them don't even know that HomePod exists. Um, But if you are, like, unique to that ecosystem or if you're involved in that ecosystem, it is such a great product. And since then, by the way, since the launch of it at $349, they have walked back on the pricing for it. It's $299 now. Yeah. yeah. Better price point for it. Uh, Still, it's still pricey. But, again, it's, it's not to compared to like the like to the google homes and the and the amazon alexas uh like the amazon echo devices as far as like the sound quality uh because like those those devices were built as smart speakers right like a way that you could have amazon's or google's voice assistant in home but since it has to have a speaker in order for the voice assistant to play oh it can also play music whereas the home pod I feel like was designed like, hey, we want like to make a really high quality in-home speaker again because Apple had done it back in um, back in the early aughts with the uh, with the original HomePod, the Apple Hi-Fi system. Um, so this was their second time going into the into the the speaker space, but this time with the power of Siri behind the wheel too. So. Keeping that in mind, it's still to to JC's point makes sense that a lot of people are are weary of it because of the price point. They're like, I don't want like that. I'm not that involved into it. But there's so much more that the HomePod has to offer. Uh, like one of my favorite features is the handoff feature that came to HomePod. You can like if you're like for example, if you're listening to this podcast right now on whatever podcast platform you're listening to, and say that you're using an iPhone, uh, and you get to, you get to your driveway and they're still like seven minutes left of this episode and you're like well i'd rather just finish this now but i don't want to sit in my car you can actually with like while playing the audio you can hold your iphone up to your home pod and it'll hand that audio right up to the home pod and keep playing and say that all of a sudden like somebody calls you uh you know downstairs or uh or you need to run out uh, run out on the go again if you put your iphone back to the home pod you can basically pick up that audio again, whether it's a podcast, an audiobook, uh, a song, or a phone call even, and hand it off back to your phone just by like physically holding your iPhone to your HomePod. And I think that feature is so cool, and it's something that I actually take advantage of quite a bit. So the idea of of, uh, of a cheaper HomePod, even if it's a minier version, I'm sure I'm sure they'll still have great sound, but a minier HomePod so more people can get that in their homes and understand how truly great of a product it is. Uh, I think it would be really awesome. No, yeah, absolutely. And Apple's always done a really good job with that integration. Um, and you're right. I mean, that is such, it's an awesome feature to have. It's it's similar to what they do with Apple TV, where if you're watching a show on your phone, you could pick up where you left off on your TV and vice versa. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's it's that kind of thing. Um, it's just it's just easy. Like, it just, it, like, you know, I'm going to use Apple's typical tagline. It just works. And, you know, in that situation, it really does. It just, it just works. Um, which is why I'm really excited about the HomePod mini, because I think like for me, 
I'm usually at my computer with headphones, and when I'm not, I'm using the speakers in my in my room. So, for me, like I, if I were to use a HomePod, like I feel like I wouldn't be getting the most out of it because it is such a high quality speaker. Um, that like for it to just you know sit in the living room, um, me not using it mostly unless when I'm having people over and well not right now because COVID but <laughs> you know in general having people over and just having something playing in the background you know it, it's not necessarily gonna it doesn't really need to be this super high quality thing and I think Apple's recognizing that and going hey the HomePod is a great success to people who do care about ultra high quality and ultra high fidelity sound but i think we need to make something for people who necessarily don't necessarily require that supreme of a level of a speaker because the homepod really is like i don't, I don't want to downplay it. i think the homepod's great it really is a really really high quality speaker if anybody hasn't gotten a chance to listen to it find the friend who has it or go to the apple store and listen to it because it really is a really really cool speaker um and i hope they just keep that ball rolling with the mini i think it'll yeah. be really cool and i think at, if it does come out at a hundred dollars like a lot of leaks are saying that's gonna be a killer man for for holiday like people get that as like a it's like a gift dude that's gonna be it's gonna that's gonna sell like crazy people are gonna be giving that out for gifts all the time it's just it's a, such a good price point i think they should have done this sooner i think honestly they probably should have come out with this first and then with with that and i call it home pop pro or something you know <laughs> <laughs> well i think that the that with the potential of a home pod mini or just whatever they call it, like a, another home pod at a, at a lower price point i think it'll get a lot more people at least knowing about the device and then i think that just doing that i think it'll be a good refresher for that home pod category uh and apple's uh and apple's like music you know products um and i think that it'll get a lot more people to actually buy the bigger one too because if they're like yeah whoa like th if this one sounds good what does that one sound like and like whoa like that one looks so cool and yada 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 so yeah um i think it'll be really interesting to to see so homepod mini hopefully uh hopefully i think it'd be cute if they call it homepod mini too um yeah me too <laughs> and at 99 dollars, there's another audio rumor uh for as far as apple products and this has been one that's been uh roaming around for quite some time in the uh in the industry um it's it's kind of been around since the initial launch of homepod uh at least at the very least um as airpods became more and more successful uh it's the idea of apple made so made by apple uh over ear headphones supposedly going to be called airpods studio Ooh. yeah so which is really interesting to me because i think of airpods as like just like the little like the buds like they're pods right um so I, i'm like if they do come out with apple apple made or like made by apple over your headphones first of all i'm gonna buy them um <laughs> i don't care how much they are i'm gonna buy them but the thing is <laughs> i don't get why they're calling the over-ear ones airpods still I guess I guess more so just to like keep the name in the in the cycle so that like people are like, oh, these are AirPods, but like over your AirPods? What? Well they might not. They might I mean it is just leaks, right? Well right, I mean, how, right. Yeah. You know, how who leaked it? Because like 
you know, Kang is pretty, you know, he's usually pretty on, on point with his leaks, but like, they're not really like, I'm like, again, I'm a lot taking a lot of this off Mac rumors, but like, there's no real mention of like who leaked it. Oh, John Prosser. Okay. I, I, <laughs> uh, I'm not, yeah. the, I'm not the biggest fan of this guy, John Pro- that No, John yeah, guy. so it's like, you know, yeah, so like, you know. He seems very cocky. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Right, as far as the, the name AirPods goes. Studio sounds like a stupid name. You know, and if it comes out called that, then, you know. So be it. So be it, but I think it's kind of dumb. Uh, it doesn't really make any sense because they're not pods, you know. They're over your headphones. Right. Um, I can understand why they would call it that because like AirPods themselves are like a nine billion dollar industry. Yeah. Nine billion dollars of earnings for Apple, right? And yeah. so, coming out with another made by Apple headphone, even if it's over ear headphones, just having the AirPod branding on it will make more people, I feel like, want to buy it because of the popularity that goes along with that, like that flex status that people are accustomed to, like, oh, you got AirPods, you must be cool, right? So I think I think that's that's potentially by the name. But besides the name, supposedly these are gonna be really great headphones. I've seen some like some uh potential like or like some like render images that people have made of like just like what what a a made by Apple over ear um headphone could look like and uh one thing that i thought was uh really interesting is it actually had a similar design to HomePod, is like with like the the fancy mesh that's on uh that's that the home pod is wrapped in um and I, and it has like the oled panels touch panels like like the home pod has for siri and i was like that would be so freaking cool like yeah. that would look so good it, yeah yeah it would um it's supposedly open back uh, that's a fantastic question um i don't know if they'd be open back but supposedly they will have wear detection similar to like the airpods have where like if you take one airpod out it'll pause and then when you put it back on it'll play but except this time around like whether it's just you removing one ear cup off of your ear or taking the whole headset off of your uh and i'm like actually doing it with my gaming headset that i'm wearing right now um if you well or if you take the whole headset off of your head it'll pause and then when you put it back on or put that ear cup back on it'll start playing again which i love that i love that that usability like just the, like the amount of times that i'm wearing like an over ear headphone and i just like need to like take off one of the ear cups to just hear what people are saying uh is really nice yeah. um it'll also supposedly have active noise cancellation uh as well as transparency mode um so it'll be it'll be interesting to see uh hopefully it comes in like a a space gray finish because that'd be awesome uh and i Uh, hope it wouldn't just come in white if it does come out so okay so i'm real quick i'm reading on here apparently they're delayed i did see some rumors that saying that they might ship they might not ship until november but i'm guessing that they'd still talk about them today i mean today to uh tuesday tomorrow technically if you're listening to this on monday when it comes out mm-hmm. yeah i mean okay i'm not gonna lie i would be okay if they delayed these i would rather see space gray airpods i know they'll probably never do it because that white look is like iconic it's like a whole image thing but come on apple just just do it man just come out with space gray airpods do please it. We all want so it. Cool. We all want it. You know we all want it. Just do it. We'll buy them. And you know we'll buy them. 
But you can even come I out mean, with like yeah. a third gen AirPod in white, and then two months later, all, all of a sudden it's available in space gray, and I'll buy both. Just do it. it honestly, like, just do it. <laughs> do it, Tim Cook. We want it. Do it. Um, but apparently, you know, there's two price points for it. You see that? That too? I did not see. Yeah. So Tell there's like it. um, so there's like a sporty model apparently that is going to start at three fifty for exercise. And... I'm guessing, right? course yeah you know classic beat solo kind of thing um and then there's like a more expensive luxury version for 600 um i personally i'd probably go for the 350 one because if, if i did get it which i might not but 350 that's like a nice price that's like right around where you know the this um sony has really nice headphones at that price point yeah Bose has really nice headphones at that price point mm-hmm. i would I argue Bose at probably, that price point yeah, I, I mean, the Sonys are probably, for me, take a slight edge over the Bose. They would, yeah, um, 100%. But, uh, I mean, they're just going for the throat at that market, you know? Uh, a lot, I mean, this could uh, really, really stir it up if they do it right, I think. Um, yeah, because I agree. say what you want about Apple, you know, regardless of how you feel about Apple, they make fa- fantastic audio products. Mm-hmm. Always have. Even the $30 headphones are great. And they last yeah. forever. The speakers and their products have been so good as of late. Uh, just, and have only been getting always better. Been good. They've always been good, but they've been getting just better and better. And they like they really care crazy. about making it better. Yeah. And, and that's something that's really nice to see just from any company. Um, because, you know, it's easy to just kind of come out with the same product a little bit different with a few more gimmicks or features and, and just be like, here you go. Like, you're going to get it anyway. Here we go. And I feel like, you know, you could make an argument that that's kind of been happening with the iPhones a little bit. Um, but I think this time around, like especially this year, um, there's been a lot of competitors coming out with phones that are, you know, going to offer competition, like high-end competition. And there have been for a while. You know, Samsung's always been coming out with great products. Google finally now is kind of, it has asserted itself as, you know, a, a high-end phone maker for a more affordable price too. You know, there's other ones we'll talk about, Xiaomi and um, and OnePlus. They're more on the less known side, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, if Apple like you know continues to kind of take this philosophy of like, we don't care if we have something that's the best, we're gonna make it better anyway. Um, that's always really really great to see in any industry, not just tech. Yeah. I think you I think you've said it well multiple times like or like in multiple episodes of our podcasts where like when uh when companies are competitive with one another it it's only good for the consumer right it's only yep. good for for us customers who want to buy the product because they're they're butting heads as far as like who can get the the better product at the better price and yada 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 and uh it just makes great things for us the consumer so yeah and it just makes so much sense why they're why they're coming out with this newer cheaper home pod I mean, to me, it's kind of it kind of seems like. I mean, I said this in the in our last episode um, that uh, you know they're trying to compete with uh, they're trying to compete with that home setup that Google came out with. Yeah, which you know, great value by the way. I've considered getting. it. I mean, it's so it's just so well priced. Um, you get so much for it. Um, I'm really hoping that they come out with the new apple tv too 
because that Apple TV is old. We haven't yeah. got a new Apple TV in like four years. Like, come on. Yeah, it has actually been a while since we've gotten a new Apple TV. I think um, it's literally been four years. Hold on. I'm going to check this. While you check that, based on based on what I've seen as far as the rumors as far uh, with like a new Apple TV, uh, the biggest thing that we would see is uh, is a bump in uh, like the processor on the inside to like put more of a focus on like using Apple Arcade and gaming on the Apple TV. Uh, since you can access Apple Arcade on the Apple TV. So obviously a smoother processor means better gaming, um, which is great. Uh, there's a lot of really good titles on Apple Arcade, not a sponsor. Um, but uh, they could be um, if they want to be. Titlecastbusiness at gmail.com. Uh, but anyway... Uh, it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, other than that, I've I've really seen like potential support for 8K output. Um, I don't really see them jumping to that too soon, to be honest. Apple kind of waits for things to, to be you know. Kind of like standardized. Standardized, right? Yeah. They they're never the first to jump to to certain things, especially like when it comes to to that like what consumers are used to um but they'll be bold enough to drop something pretty quickly but they'll never yeah. they'll never be the first to to add something so i think i don't know i don't know that we would see eight or maybe potential just like 8k output support but not actually like a not a legitimate like 8k native stuff on apple tv but yeah. supposedly mo- mostly of it most of it being revolved around the processor apple arcade maybe even an update to the siri remote i think the siri remote can use it's a great remote i love it um but if it just had a back button oh my god if it had a back button and a mute button mm, just like the google tv remote mm-hmm. by the way real real quick plug before you because i'm sure you finally found the answer as far as when apple tv came out um i hopped on the google the google tv app because they just like they just rebranded everything as google tv now um on my galaxy s20 and my god it looks identical uh to the apple tv app oh which no. is kind of funny <laughs> like if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it i guess you know like you don't reinvent the wheel it's got like its own google spins on it and obviously instead of airplane it's got chromecast and stuff um but it's got the for you tab and then movies and then shows you've got your shop you've got library you've got watch lists and stuff you can oh. integrate like Hulu and Netflix and Amazon into the Google TV app so that you can pick up where you left off on all those different streaming services under one application. So um, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty strong comeback from Google on the, on the TV space and the, and the entertainment entertainment space, should I say. All right. I'm going to use this opportunity right before I talk about when the Apple TV last got a refresh. I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about something that annoys the crap out of me about the tech community. If anyone copies Apple, no one bats an eye. But Apple does it something even similar closely to any of the other tech companies. They go, they're copying them. It's like, yo, Samsung has been copying Apple for the past 10 years. Like, yeah, <laughs> with their phones. Like, literally, Apple comes out with a phone, and then Samsung's like, that's cool. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, it's gotten different now. Like, they've started to kind of innovate a little. You know, it's, it's separated now. Like, they don't do it so much anymore. But like I guarantee you, no one's no one's gonna say anything about this. But if Apple copied the layout of Chrome of Google TV, everyone would be going crazy. 
Yeah, you know, no. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, but... I, I think that you're. I think that you're right. I think that there's a, like, there's just that skew as far as like what people are like. Oh my god, I can't believe Apple copied Android and did this feature, yada yada. Um, but then like, or wait, you're saying the you're saying the other way around though. Now that I'm what saying this out loud, because you're saying like if Apple copied a feature, everybody nobody or everybody would make a big fit, fit about it, right? And then yeah. if Apple copy or but if then if uh if like Samsung copied Apple, nobody would. Yeah, nobody cares. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, then we are on the same page. Yeah. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, because like again, like the the most recent one that I can think about is like how Samsung changed their camera layout more yeah, so. Yeah, it how looks like, like an iPhone. iPhone. Yep. And everyone's just like, cool. Like what? Mm-hmm. You 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 made a huge deal about when the iPhone got. Like everybody made a huge deal when the iPhone finally added wireless charging. They go, "Oh, yeah. now they're doing it because yeah. Samsung did." And it's like, dude, Google Pixel three had a notch. It after yeah, the iPhone ten did a year and after no the one iPhone ten did. They're like, "Oh, there's a notch," but it, you know, and I get it because Apple's kind of always been at the top, yeah. you know, and they kind of want to see them. They want to see someone else take over, yeah. which is fair because, like we talk about, competition only makes the market healthier. Yeah, but. I found out how long ago the Apple TV came out. Like the current, yeah. like you mean the current versions of the Apple TV 4K, right? I'm going to talk about the fifth generation first, but I'm also going to talk about the fourth generation because the fifth and fourth generation are the same form factor. The only thing that's different is that they added 4K support. Okay. The fifth generation came out September 22nd, 2017, three years ago. Which is the current version of Apple TV. Current version of Apple TV, three years ago. That's already a while. But the actual full redesign came out in October 30th, 2015, four years ago. Almost five years ago now. Literally, like, in a month and a half, it'll be five years old. Wow. Five years without a redesign. That's, like, that's worse. That's not worse. That's almost as bad as the iMac. Interesting. You know, know we've been talking about it. Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> to be fair though like the the apple tv design in my opinion i could care less if it ever changed again the at least like yeah. at, at, for, at least for the for the time like for the next couple of years because it doesn't take it like the foot it's a pretty fall, small footprint you can even hide it behind your tv and mount it to the back of your tv and never have to look at it so yeah. i don't really care about the design but as far as like the hardware goes on the inside like it's been it's been four years now since they've updated the processor with the and then having like the 4K HDR support, right? Yeah. So that's where it's a, it's a concern as far as like we need some updated specs here. Maybe update the remote a little bit. Just a just a little bit of a refresh, like five years. It's like yeah. people like the Apple TV. Tons of people use the Apple TV. Like I'm you, one of them. Have, I have, them I have love, two of them man. in this house. Yeah, show them some love. Show them. But some you love. know that's kind of got me thinking now. If we can change gears maybe a little bit. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors, again, uh, about this Apple event uh, that they're going to unveil their first ever silicone Mac. Oh, um, snap. First ever Mac yeah. and Apple silicon? Yeah. Yeah, I've, people, I've heard the rumors. People tend to think that it's going to be like a 13-inch MacBook Pro or like a 13-inch MacBook Air. But personally, I don't think that makes a ton of sense. Because the MacBook Air just came out. Right. Like, it just came out. I don't think they just cut themselves off from that right away because people Same love the Same thing with Air. the Pro versions of the, of the, the MacBook. The Pros just came out, too. They just got refreshed. The 16-inch, it'll be a year in November, but, like, it's still That's fairly less new. Less than a year. 
that's something I see them saving for the March announcement, like new MacBook lineup. Like I, what I think they're going to do, and then this is a hot take right now, I think the first ever, and I've said this before, and now it's making me think it even more, I think the first Apple Silicon device will be an iMac. And it's going to be a brand new design. They're going to put their fastest processor they can, the fastest one they've made, they're going to put it in the iMac. Because what, I mean, think about it. Nobody has seen Apple Silicon yet. Nobody knows how it's going to perform. So the best way for them to show everybody how powerful they are is to put their most powerful one in a device, which is why a lot of people thought it was going to be the 16-inch, but I just don't think that makes a lot of sense. The iMac's been hurting for an upgrade, and Apple is really missing out on that desktop market. And and you you know it. There's evidence of this because of the of the Mac Pro. They came out with a, a the, their first modular Mac since, like, 20, 2008, like the oh. Power Mac G5 and everything. Right. Like, Do you think they're going to give people the ability to replace the the like the Intel Xeon processor in their Mac Pro with an Apple Silicon processor, just via like a modular maybe. upgrade? That'd be nuts. Maybe. Sorry, I just that, I, mean, I just thought of that because you just mentioned that. So sorry. Yeah. But keep going. I don't with know about that. To be, to be honest, I don't see that happening mainly because of that'd be fucking crazy. The direction the T2 chip is going, you know. True. Fair enough. Okay. Like, keeping everything soldered to the same board. Like, I, I don't see that happening. Okay. But, but I, I do think that, I do think that they're going to, they're going to make an iMac with Apple Silicon first, because why else would they be waiting so long to come out with a new Mac design? Yeah. They want to come out with something that's going to blow people away. And in the best way to market your brand new processors that no one knows about aside from mobile and mobile applications is to give them the fastest one possible and say, here's our new iMac. It's a beast. Go nuts. Here you go. And then that way in March, they can just come out with a full lineup of all their MacBooks. Here's all our new Apple Silicon MacBooks, full lineup. You pick whichever one you want. There just you go. in time for mom, dad, and grad season. Exactly. Okay, so I'm really glad that you brought that up because we've we've talked about in the past when they first announced after WWDC, Apple Silicon gonna be coming like going to be in Mac. Um we we were both fairly certain that it was going to be an iMac, and then they updated the 27-inch iMac, and they kind of updated the 21.5-inch, but if you go to Apple's website ever since they updated the 27-inch and the 21.5-inch, only the 27-inch says new. And JC, I, this is something that I've noticed for, uh, for like three or four weeks now, mm. is if you try to order, uh, if you try to order the 21.5-inch iMac, it is estimating that it'll deliver between november 11th and november 18th for free and when you check to see if it's available at any stores like we live in chicago area so there's a good amount of apple stores in the area as well as like it'll show up three in wisconsin that we could choose from no stores have had this 21 and a half inch imac in stock and they've all it's been back ordered for over a month now Wow, so, they're making them per order then. That's I th- what that means. I think I think is what's happening is is they're truly going to be coming out with a new a new iMac in the twenty one and a half inch price point. And yeah. so what I think is going to happen, and and I've seen this with uh with an iPad Pro order. Uh, a friend of mine ordered an iPad Pro third gen right before they released the fourth gen iPad Pro, and it was like a little bit back ordered, like a month out. And since the price point stayed the same, they actually got an email from Apple saying, hey, uh, sorry that it's been taking so long on this order, but we are actually going to be get, uh, upgrading your order to this to this newer version of iPad Pro that just came out. 
at no extra cost to you because it stayed the same. Uh, <laughs> which is really cool. So I wonder if wow. they're going to be doing that with the iMac, but at least that makes sense as to why it's been back ordered for so long um, and yeah. why it's been unavailable at other stores is because it's going to be getting replaced, my guy. It's going to get replaced. I think so. I hope so. And I hope so too. If it does, I'm going to get it. I, yeah, I mean, I, it's, I probably will too because like I have my MacBook Pro um from 2015 and you know classic apple it lasts forever works just like it used to but um i want to use it a lot more for like logic pro i want to get more into that um and every time i open it it's just chugging along you know it's yeah. it's working hard to just to run it um with nothing even no plugins going just running it like the fans are working um and it would be really nice to to have a device that's not like that super expensive, but like still offers really good good performance. And just knowing like how well Apple makes their their chips in in the phones and everything, I, it just gives me I think a lot of faith that they're gonna really come out with something killer because they gotta prove they gotta prove to the market now that that moving away from Intel was the right choice. I think they they announced it at the right time because AMD was like had just come out with their processors that were finally like actually competitive across all high to low end pricing. Um, so, you know, they kind of did it at the right time, I think. Um, but yeah, I'm just really excited to see that because yeah, we haven't, we haven't seen a new iMac in how long, like, I mean, you know, they've updated the, the specs, but like, I don't know. I'm going to look that up now. <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a while. And I mean, it's funny to think about because like we were just talking about uh, before we started recording this, like how I want to get a new computer yeah. um, with the thought of like a new iMac coming out. I might just replace my gaming computer in general because like, I don't know, I've become I've become more of a casual gamer. I haven't really been gaming as, as competitively as I used to in the past. And I don't know if I'll ever get back to that point. But like the idea of just like getting an iMac and replacing that with my de my desktop computer with an iMac and then, uh, and then just like gaming on the new next gen consoles PS5 Xbox Series X. Yeah. Wow, you know? you're going back to console fully, huh? Think I mean, depends on what this iMac looks like and what the pricing is and and how powerful wow. it is. Because yeah. thinking about it, I can get potentially I can get this new iMac. And both of the next-gen consoles for the same price that I would if I was just going to build myself a gaming PC. Hmm. Even if I, were to, if I were to let you help me build it, right? Like, with all the parts that yes. I would want. Yes, let me help you. Anybody listening to but this then podcast, at that, But then at that point... Yeah, sorry. Anybody listening, you are all good. Hold on to that thought. Anybody listening to this podcast, I love building computers. I will build computers just because it's fun. If you want to build a computer and you're thinking about buying a pre-built machine... You send us that link at our business email, and I will respond to you with an equally priced device with much better performance or a cheaper price with similar performance. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't start, don't start spamming us at our business email. That's hey, <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. We'll, we will we will make a Twitter page for Twaddlecast. Uh, come to the next episode of the Twaddlecast, and we'll make a Twitter page. So if, if any of you do want to do, take JC up on that offer, you can tweet at us. I'll um, do it, man. I'll just so that our, our business email is related for business things only. 
Um, hey, business? Yeah, you want to pay me to build it for you too? I'll do it. <laughs> um, follow JC on Twitter. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but then my like my thought is like at the same time like I would obviously I'd also want to update my monitors if I built a new PC. And I would want to do a two windows, like a two monitor setup. And that, that's even more money. Like the monitors that I'm looking at right now, like that would be able to, you know, perform the way I want them to perform. I'm looking at like $400 per monitor. So that's another $800. But if I'm able to get an all-in-one, obviously it'll have at least a Retina 4K display, my guess, with a new iMac. Um, I've got my MacBook Pro that I could use as a second screen if I wanted to. I've got my iPad Pro that I could use sidecar with. So like... I don't know. It's just and then just like the idea of a lot a lot cleaner of a setup on my desk that I'm sitting at right now. Just with an iMac, the magic keyboard, the magic mouse, magic yeah, trackpad even. I'm just like, clean. oh, that just like sounds so pretty. It's always been so clean. Yeah. They really have like a wire like my wireless charging stand and then like that would be that. But then I don't know. We'll see. Speaking mm-hmm. of clean designs, the last time the iMac got a nice new clean design. And okay. So technically, this isn't counting when they when they added the 5K Retina display to it. So keep that in mind. But the last time the iMac 21.5 inch got a redesign was November 30th, 2012. Been seven years, almost eight years. Come on, Apple, give me something. Give me something cool, please. It's a long time. It's a it's please. a very outdated design, and we we've we've talked on it in the past as far as like how uh, how dated that design looks, and so it'd be very nice to see them just come out full swinging with an all new Mac design to launch Apple Silicon in Mac. Um, and I'm so curious to see what they what they're going to call it too, like what they're going to call because. Uh, Craig Federici said in uh, in one of his interviews with with uh, MKBHD, he said that they've been calling uh, they've been calling it something internally, and they're going to be calling it something when it like releases like the Mac with Apple Silicon. It's going to have like a like a title basically, um, and they've been calling it something secretly internally. They and he wouldn't share, um, but yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm curious to see what they've been calling it. So huh. I'm excited. I'm hoping that it'll be it'll blow us out of the water for that. But uh, but yeah. So that's iMac, and then and then of course the the thing that m- most people are anticipating or most people have read out read about. We are expecting new iPhones at the at this event. Yes. Four four specific new iPhones. Um, four, four. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is supposedly going to be the iPhone 12 lineup, right? Uh, whether they decide to name it the 11s or go right to 12. It makes sense if they're going to make a little bit of a redesign that they're going to just go right to 12 to make more of a statement with it uh, from a marketing standpoint. But uh, supposedly there's going to be four new phones. So I'll start from the the bottom range. Supposedly there will be iPhone 12 mini. So with the new iPhone design uh, of the, like, no home button, but with a 5.4-inch display, which would actually put the footprint of the phone as a smaller footprint than the current second gen SE. Really? Yes. Oh. Which would be kind of badass, not gonna lie. Like that'd be really cool oh, to see a phone like that. Really like that. Yeah. My girlfriend being one of them. Yeah. Um, wow. so I'm I'm curious to see that because I'll probably be purchasing one for her. And that will have sixty-four gigs, one twenty-eight gigs, two fifty-six gigs. Supposedly that phone will start at six forty-nine. 
Six forty nine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, on Mac rumors it says six ninety nine. Interesting. Based hmm. on the rumors that I've been reading, it's a, a lot of the ones that I've seen for the twelve mini is six forty nine since it's gonna be a smaller version. Then hmm. there's the regular size twelve, keeping the six point one inch display size that the iPhone eleven and ten R had. Um. And that's gonna supposedly start at seven forty nine, hundred dollars more. Um, potentially called iPhone 12 Plus, potentially. I doubt that they would throw the plus size, the plus yeah, name back in there. Uh, they're probably just going to call it 12. It'll probably be like iPhone 12 mini, iPhone 12. Um, same yeah. storage sizes, 64 gig, 128 gig, 256 gig. As far as coloring for those phones, my guess is the 12 mini and the 12 will have similar to like the fun pastel-like colors that 10R and that 11 had to kind of just like help differentiate those phones from the pro versions. Yeah. But then we get to the juicy deets of the Pro versions, and this is where it gets interesting. So currently, Apple's standard size iPhone 11 Pro is a 5.8-inch display. And I love that size. You have it right now. I want that size again. But supposedly, the 12 Pro standard size will be a 6.1-inch display now. Oh. Which I'm kind of bittersweet about. Like, Because huh. I was really looking forward to going to a compact phone to the point where I might even just... Well, I'll tell you in a second. But anyway, so 12 Pro available uh, supposedly in, in four finishes, the classic space gray, silver, gold. But supposedly we might see it actually rebranded as like graphite and then silver and then uh, yeah, like and the then, and then gold and to match like the finishes of the new stainless watches that they, that they released. And then the new finish being a blue or midnight blue or deep navy or whatever they decide to call it. Oh my um, God, I would Which would be super sexy. Oh, um, that the the 12 Pro with 128 gig default storage, then 256, then 512, and that's mm. starting at 999 supposedly. Then we get to the 12 Pro Max, a 6.7 inch display, two tenths of oh. an inch larger, corner to corner, than the current Pro Max, uh, 11 Pro Max at 6.5 inches. Um, so 6.7 inch display, uh, same four finishes available in 128 gig, 256 gig, 512 gig. And again, available at a hundred dollars more, 1099. So to my, my point is what I was going to touch on earlier was if they truly come out with a 6.1 inch iPhone 11 pro or sorry, iPhone 12 pro, uh, and there's no 5.8 inch anymore and it's just goes 6.1, 6.7. I will probably just get the 6.7. Really? Even though I'm like, I just don't want a big phone anymore. But like with my Pixel 5, by the way, my Pixel 5 still hasn't shipped yet. I pre-ordered on the 30th. It's the 11th. And I haven't even gotten a shipment notification that's saying that it's shipped yet. It just says that my order has been placed still. Kind of mm. bitter about it, but we're going to we're gonna move on from that. That's a six inch, that's a six inch display. So that's, that's pretty much a compact phone, right? So my thought process is, is like, if... If Apple truly doesn't decide to come out with a 5.8 inch 12 Pro again, then maybe the Pixel will just be my compact phone and then I just get the biggest iPhone ever made. Because I like the idea of saying, oh, I purchased the biggest iPhone and I have the biggest iPhone that they that Apple has ever made. Yeah. I, I, I just mean. like I just it's a very stupid reason to want to <laughs> get that phone. It's a very petty reason to get that phone. And it's a hundred dollars more just to just to be able to say that. But there's just something about the way that that sounds. 
that is so enticing to me. <laughs> I understand. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it's kind of like flexing your computer components on someone. Like, I got NVIDIA's fastest graphics cards, the best one. I got the 3090. Yeah, the 3090 that's only 10% better in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, it makes sense. I think making the, uh, making the 12 and 12 Pro the same size because. I think what Apple's always done, and it's a it's a smart move, I think, marketing-wise, what Apple's been doing recently, it started with the 10R really, um, but you could really start to kind of see them lean into it this, this generation with the 11. What I'm talking about is offering a cheaper-priced budget phone, not calling it a budget phone and still marketing it as high-end, right? Yeah. Like, the 10R was a budget phone. It was their budget lineup phone. They'd never call it that because it doesn't work for marketing. People want to, like, literally, you just touched on this. People want to say that they have the best thing. Yeah. They want to say that I have Apple's new phone. I have the new phone, right? Um, and I think it's smart for them to make their, quote, budget phone smaller. And then that way, you're like, okay, well, I'm not getting the the cheapest phone i'm getting their 12 it's the same size as the 12 pro and the 12 pros for is for pros it's like so i'm i'm getting a great phone um i'm getting a like a high-end phone um when i get the 12 because it's very similar i think it's a, i think it's very smart marketing wise to do that i think a lot of people are really gonna really like it i mean it's 7.99 too it's like a really good price yeah i just i think that it'll be a, a... Uh, like if if the rumors are true i think it'll be a really great lineup uh and to be fair like apple's current lineup of phones is an incredible lineup of phones um really great price points um but i think that this will provide even more options for customers again like a lot of people are still missing a really tiny phone uh a really compact phone but now with with the new iphone design getting a compact phone but with the benefit of a larger screen uh, than the SE is huge. Um, Those worlds right there. Pun pun unintended. Um, (laughs) Because you're, again, yeah, like you said, you're getting the best of both worlds. You're still getting a lot of screen real estate. I mean, we're talking about point, like a tenth of an inch smaller corner to corner than a plus sized iphone back from back in the day like a 7 plus 8 yeah. plus yeah. 6s plus but in a design that's almost the the physical footprint of the first gen se yeah just a yeah, little bit larger it's honestly ugh, i might get it i don't know it depends i'm gonna wait to get the google pixel 5 <laughs> I know, I know, but like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying is like, you know, you you said something a little while ago that like you have the two phones you're using, you're kind of using one as like your your work phone for like the podcast and everything. Yeah, I really like that idea, honestly. And yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> the more I think about it, like, yeah, what if I. Because, like, the thing is, it depends. I'd have to see, obviously, you know, I want to see the announcement, see what it has. But I can see myself now getting an iPhone 12 mini, trading in my current iPhone 11 Pro. It'll probably be, like, 100 bucks. Boom. Easy. Get a home, new phone for 100 bucks. Yeah. Done. Maybe even less, um, depending on how much money they give you for the, the 11 Pro. 
Exactly. And, you know, if I do that, then maybe just like if, if I did that, I would probably then just get like the Pixel 4a because Pixel 4a is sweet. It's just like it is. Yeah. Would you get the 5G no. version of it? Um, probably not, because I think that like these these iPhones are going to have 5G. Like they have to. Oh yeah, I, that's another thing. They're supposed yeah. supposedly they'll all have five G uh, like across the twelve lineup. They'll support yeah. uh, five G speeds. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of like back and forth as far as the rumors go. Uh, whether it's gonna be uh, gonna be like the the low band or the high band five uh, G mm. speeds. Um, if you're curious to understand more about that and you haven't heard our our episode of of Twaddlecast where we talked about five G. Definitely encourage you to go listen to that episode because you'll learn a lot about it. Yeah, we get into a, uh, we get really into the nitty gritty of five G and what it uh, <laughs> we certainly what the future of five G holds. So yeah. definitely that want to listen. You'll really enjoy it if you're interested in that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, so that is uh, that is really what's gonna what we're expecting of this uh, of this Apple event come Tuesday. Uh, and come next episode of Twaddlecast, we'll we will we will know and we will have known for for nearly a week, and we'll we'll be able to touch base and just kind of reflect real quick on uh, on what's gonna be coming out. Uh, just some really quick shots that uh, that I'm also ex- uh, that I'm also expecting to see is I'm hoping that we'll finally get uh, a, a pre-order date and launch date for iPad Air, which they announced last oh, month, but dude. said it'll be available in yeah. October. Because yeah. as, as of right this second, it still just says available in October on Apple.com. Yeah. And then hopefully we'll also get uh, a date for Apple Fitness Plus and then Apple One subscription bundles. So. Yes. You know, I'm glad you just talked about subscription bundles, actually, because for the last few minutes here of the, of the pod, I, I was going to ask you um, if you think that if Apple does come out with a little mini HomePod and stuff, and if they come out with an Apple TV, personally, I don't see them doing this. I would like to see them do this. I don't think they would. But do you think they'd like do a bundle like Google to like compete with them? I honestly, I don't. I don't see them doing that. Uh, yeah. If anything, they'd be like, oh, like, like you buy a HomePod Mini. I would love to see this already on the HomePod. But like, oh, get six months free of Apple Music, even if you've already tried uh, the three month yeah. free trial before. Like, with that's this probably product. what they do. That would be pretty cool because just getting more more people accustomed to to their services right before they launch a bundled service just makes a lot of sense marketing wise to me. But oh yeah, no that yeah that's yeah. But then again, if they're giving away free services, then it doesn't really entice people to try the bundle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So like, what if they? Oh man, do you think maybe they expand on Apple One with the HomePod? Like, what if they come out with the HomePod Mini and they're like. Get a HomePod Mini or the new HomePod, and then you can like choose a bundle through Apple One when you order it, and you get six months free of that bundle, mm. or even like three months or like one month free, you know, something. Just like hey, try Apple One. Uh, maybe we'll see. But I just think like I think if they do come out with the with an Apple TV, and this is all speculation, if they do come out with an Apple TV, it would just make too much sense not to be like if you get a HomePod and an Apple TV, then you get Apple One for one month. That'd be dope. You're right. It'd be kinda, yeah, it'd be kind of hard to like to do, I think. But I think it would make sense. Like I don't know. I I I see. I could definitely see what you're saying though about like being like get a HomePod, get six months Apple Music. Like that just makes sense. 
Because yeah. I did that with Apple TV. When Apple TV Get a year free out. of Apple TV. And that was not just if yeah. you just bought Apple TV. That was just bought, like if you bought any Apple device that Anything. you could watch Apple TV on. So iPod, yeah. uh, iPod Touch specifically, uh, iPhone, yeah. iPad, Mac, Apple TV. Anything. Yeah. The only thing it didn't count for was Apple Watch because you can't watch Apple TV on Apple Watch. Sure you can. <laughs> and technically HomePod too, but anyway. watching a movie on your watch. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine the day that Apple's like, the Apple Watch Series 9 finally has the Apple TV app. It's like, why, why do I need this? Then you're really James Bond watching TV on your wrist. <laughs> why is that guy staring at his watch like that? <laughs> <laughs> the amount of car accidents... Well, like, oh, the amount of, like, accidents that would happen, my God, if people were just, like, staring oh, no. at their watch, watching TV. Seriously. Plus, I feel like my arm would get sore. Anyway, we oh, just yeah. a bunch of buff arms. Buff arms. <laughs> but, uh, but that is actually all we have time for on today's episode of Twaddlecast. That was a very Apple-related episode. But we'll, we'll make it up to you guys, unless there's, like, a crazy amount that they do end up announcing at this event. Right. We will do our best to make it up to you guys to to talk to you about other things i know jc has some things that he's really anxious to talk to you guys about too oh yeah so but we appreciate you guys for listening in uh we hope that you guys are liking the consistency back in our in our uploads uh i know that that we're both a, a big fan of it here so uh yes. we really appreciate you guys' support and we'll catch you guys after the next apple event yeah see you Thank you.